right. Welcome to the Sexual Quantum Leap podcast. I'm going to teach you how to be the best woman's head inside and outside the bedroom. And today we have got a very special guest. She is sexy. She is fun. She has been in the sex industry for over 16 years. I'll let her explain that in a minute. But she has so much experience when it comes to sexuality. And guys, guess what? Today, you're not going to be hearing me yell about sexuality and saying, do this or don't do this in the bedroom. I'm going to get it from a woman's perspective who actually has the bits and can tell you what she likes and all the experiences she's had in her life of like seeing pretty much everything so it is amazing she's run her own sex club and she did this basically from an adventure of going you know what this is like a personal endeavor and i really want to enjoy this and i'm going to let her introduce her story but with that being said guys if this is the first time tuning into the sql podcast welcome and if you are coming back welcome back you have got some more You've got some more insights today. And as I said, we're going to get raw. We're going to get real. We're going to get nasty. With that being said, also, you can check out sexualquantumleap.com and you can go um, look at the Pussy Massage 5-step Pussy Massage to give women multiple orgasms the best night of her life. So with that being said, I just want to do a big introduction to Isadora. Thank you so much for being here, lovely. Uh, Thanks for having me, sweetheart. It's so lovely to see you. So basically, Isadora and I met ages ago but we went on a naked beach walk which was nice we sat there all day more like a naked suntan and we're just having conversations about sex and because of Isadora's experience in the in the sex world we'll just say it has been absolutely like incredible to go we I have to get you on the podcast so what I'd love to do is just jump straight into your story about like how you got into this weird wacky fantastic world of sexuality and where it's led you yeah sure so I'm probably quite lucky and a little bit unusual that my parents um, were pretty open about sex and sexuality. So they never hid their bodies. They never hid their sex life. I could hear them through the wall. Um, And sometimes I'd walk in and they were at it and they would just be unfazed. And of course I would leave because I don't really want to watch that shit, but Hey, (laughs) Um, so from a very open experience and even during school, um, you know, I had the, the sex talk and the, the safety talk, and all of that kind of stuff well before I was, you know, going to actually have sex. Um, So I was pretty open and experimental from the beginning. I didn't have any linear ideas about what sex should look like, what sex should be. Um, And, yeah, I was encouraged to to experience and experiment. So... That's um, a good upbringing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, yeah, it's it's the lack of fear or shame, you know, um, and no religion or anything like that. So none of that sort of played into any of the, the shadow stuff. So um, I kind of met an older boyfriend when I was maybe 16 or 17 and he was relatively, we're still actually very close friends, um, he was pretty into swinging. Now I didn't know much about swinging. I was still pretty young Um but every time we kind of caught up with his friends, we'd end up sort of drinking too much champagne and be at all these glamorous parties and like stuff would just start happening. Or I have these like really vivid memories of sort of being in a hotel room and sort of just looking across and like seeing another couple having sex and then looking in another corner and somebody else. It just happens so naturally and so subtly and it all looks so beautiful that it sort of just evolved into what became naturally my lifestyle. So this is sort of probably way before a lot of people labelled things as well because I know that people like to call themselves, you know, whether it's poly or whether it's a swinger or whether it's this or there's a lot of labels around and it's quite funny because most of those things that there's labels for now, 
I've probably done so yeah. or been at, at one time or other in my life. So that's kind of where it started. Um, I was a professional dancer as well. Oh, beforehand um, so, or during as well? Yeah, sort of before and during. So I'd been a dancer from the age of three. Um, so dancers have a very kind of intimate relationship with their own bodies as well. And they're often very expressive and, and not very worried about being naked because your body is your vessel and your tool for performing. So I ended up performing, um, whether it was on TV or, you know, big sort of gay and lesbian dance parties and all of that kind of stuff. But I think that also helped with the expressiveness and openness. Um, and yeah, so that ended up, Pause there for a second. I just I love what you're saying about the start of your upbringing because of with that with your family, like so many men like come from like that Catholic upbringing, that Christian, and then you've been like, you like mitigated a lot of that stuff. So it makes a lot of sense why you've been on the journey. You have like you know what, sex is beautiful and sex is this thing you can explore, and then it's just like progress from there. Where I see a lot of men, and you've probably seen it a lot, where people go, I can't talk about this and can't express that. So do you believe that was a big um, part of your expression moving forward? Yeah, I probably didn't realise it at the time. I mean, another element of that too is I think that um, sexuality to me is not necessarily an adult concept. Mm. So sensuality or openness or playfulness and that sort of erotic innocence, like I watch my daughter now, um, I'm a daughter of, uh, she's just about to turn seven, and to watch her being playful with her her male friend from school today there's a lot of erotic innocence in that and no they're not being sexual or explicit or anything like that but the way that they play together and the masculine and feminine and the way that they interact and want to make each other laugh and you know the body language and all of that kind of thing so I like to play a lot in that realm as well like there's something about my sexuality that's always been very playful and very kind of optimistic and fun and it's not always based in sort of that deeper darker hidden erotic stuff I mean, I like some of that too, yeah. but um, yeah, I didn't notice that I was that different to other people probably <laughs> until I started. <laughs> you, you don't know you're different. Yeah, exactly. Until you like look back <laughs> after all the years of like doing this for so many years, you're like, okay, maybe I've done a few things. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I suppose you only really know what you know. And it's not until I got a bit older and, and reflected on it. Like I knew I was different. People always behaved quite differently to me, but I, I couldn't really pinpoint why. And, yeah, sexual shame, it's huge. Mm. And it's the norm. It's absolutely the norm. Like there's even lots of other parents that, that are really confronted by my sexuality or my Facebook page where I am not shy to be naked in nature or, you know, different things like that. So it, it's also been a little bit confronting being mum mm -hmm. because then you've got other parents so it's not only my life it's my daughter's life and the way that that kind of all intersects but you know it's like anything in life I think you've just got to choose your truth and your path and yeah and just yeah stick with it you know awesome. so you've, you've yeah that's a great answer and thanks because yeah it's like it's so clear when guys like are so repressed guys like I've got to always please this woman I'm like bro like we got to focus on you first and your sexuality clearing a lot of that stuff first going back to where it started so yeah just going back to your the start where everything started for you it's like that's a beautiful upbringing of sexuality just purely from that perspective and like more the freeness around that so then basically you, you were doing the dancing you'd like you just started getting involved in the sex the sexuality a lot more um you 
yeah, that's where we left off, wasn't it? Yeah. And so after quite a lot of years of sort of playing around with that and I worked in the gay and lesbian scene for a long time, which sort of fed into the dancing scene. So I was a performer. Um, I did like a lot of performance art, but a lot of my performance art or my dancing was often semi-naked or naked. Um, And again, I didn't think it was that weird (laughs) or that unusual, but pretty much every job I've had on TV or through dancing has either been naked or having sex. So there is a bit of a theme. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's, there's a beautiful freedom in that. So once I got to about the age of 23, I met, met my long-term partner, Robert, and um, he owned a nightclub in Melbourne and we kind of continued that sort of swinger lifestyle. Um, we started having some parties at our house, oh, probably about monthly or something like that, and they just yeah. started and we'd make, make people dress up and I'd cook everyone a three-course meal and I'd make everyone cocktails and we'd all, you know, we'd be half naked. And um, <laughs> well, of course. we'd put on some music and then it just turned into a bit of a debauched swinging evening, but very natural and definitely nothing pressured and, yeah, quite beautiful again. Like I just have these visions of kind of looking around a room and sort of like, you know, gentle lighting and just seeing people being intimate with their partner, with other people's partners, with people they've never met, like whatever goes on. And once those parties started getting bigger, we started getting complaints from friends that they weren't getting invites because we couldn't fit more people in our house. So we kind of just thought, I never wanted to be a nightclub promoter. Like I'd met many of those over the years and I'm like, I don't want to do that. That looks hard and like a pain in the ass. So we decided to just try it. And our first ever party, we had 250 guests. Wow, that's without that's even insane. trying. I really want to yeah, touch. Just, I, I want to touch on this later as well, as well, because you're talking a lot about the intimacy and the, the perspective of that. I really want to dive deep into your mind about like what it is like for a woman actually receiving, like having sex with a man, and then you can break that down of like the intimate connection, this like, and how you like see that men are like maybe going too quick or they're doing something that isn't like going to get you super turned on more specifically for you and then also like how it's like into playing with other women and all the female partners you play with and all the, all the men so it'd be great to get that perspective because i think that word's really coming to the surface yeah sure well we can dive into that now if you want yeah let's do it now fuck it let's do it yeah, so, yeah cool. let's, let's talk go about, straight in let's talk about the intimacy because that's so because the thing is when you're saying that i'm like that is so true and like people just think intimacy is sex if you want to jump straight into that about the difference between intimacy and sex yeah, um, I don't know whether I'm an expert about talking about that, but I mean, intimacy is, is closeness or, um, you know, sharing, sharing really delicate kind of moments. And I think it's really important to dance in that space or it's a really big opener to a woman's body. Mm. I mean, you can, you can do it without that. You absolutely can. And not all women need that for sure. And it depends on whether you've had other interactions before or you've become juiced up from other things or whatever it might be. But yeah, there's, there's this little kind of quiet space in between you do the more pumping, gyrating exercise style things that, yeah, where maybe and again, it doesn't have to be tantric breath work or something like that. Yeah. But a woman can lead this too. And I think this is quite important. I, I, I remember hearing a lot of women over time talking about male partners and them not doing it right. And this whole projection of 
What the intimacy like, right or just like the whole experience right? Kind of the whole experience. You know, they're not doing this and they can't do this and they don't know how to do this and they don't know how to find my G spot and they don't. And yes, it's great if they can find all of these things, but all of that will come if you slow the fuck down. <laughs> you heard it. You, you heard it first, <laughs> you guys. What do I say? Slow the fuck down. Slow down by at least 50, 50% of what you're doing. Like, oh my God. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> It's like, because the thing is this, I'll give you that perspective as well. It's like, guys think sex, like quickly jump in and put the cock in and that's it. But what about the kissing? What about the touches? What about like looking her in the eye, like caressing her face, like pulling her hair, maybe like all this stuff. And like, that's when you said the intimacy that came to mind when on the couch, it's like that, like that. It's like, Ooh, what's happening? Oh, that slowness, like that build up and that tension as well. Massively. Or even if it's like, I've got a lover at the moment and we haven't been intimate for, he ended up in a partnership, but probably about a year and a half. And we've been texting for about two, two and a half months now. And I tell you, I am just fucking beside myself. We just send each other erotic images all day and send each other little messages and to juice yourself up before Mm. in that kind of manner is just, I mean, we probably will just rip each other's clothes off and there will be no, anything besides just direct entry when we meet, but we have <laughs> yes. done the intimacy beforehand. So yeah, I think it's really important and it can be, you know, 50 different things. It, it doesn't matter how you do it, but yeah, slowing down is really key. And I find that I can create that space myself. So a man doesn't necessarily have to be taught these things. Although I'm very glad that you are teaching these things because I think it is really helpful to just give a bit of insight into what helps because men aren't always going to come across a woman who knows how to lead. Yeah. And I say this as well. And like, like for that, like guys feel like the, all this pressure, I have to give her an orgasm. I have to do this. It's like, I t- I'm like, dude, it's not your responsibility to give a woman an orgasm. She has to, like, as much as you're focusing on like working on your sexuality, she has to focus on hers. That's why Isadora, like with her, she's been focusing on her sexuality. Like, I'm going to get myself juiced up. I know how I like to be touched. Bring it on, baby. It's like, dude, this, 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 and this. It's like, this is what gets me going. And then it's like, holy shit. It's like, cool. Some men might find that a little bit intimidating, but the way you breach it, I know it's very like, Hey, this is what I like. This is what I want. So guys like always have that perception. Like, Oh, if a woman says this, then what happens if I don't like perform? Like let's get away from that word performance and let's get into present. And I like what you said about the tantra thing as well. And that's why I love, like, we can just have an honest conversation. It's not like you have to do this certain way. You have to be this certain thing. And tantra is just I'm um, like intimacy is just about slowness and eye contact and feeling like sometimes you just want to fuck. Did I tell you I did a talk in front of like, um, what was it? Um, 50 women, 50 men are so funny. I forgot to tell you this just recently in yeah. Bali. There's like some women were like, I'm like, I'm going to go hard. And I just said this women who really loves just being gently caressed and really held and really played with slowly. And then be made love too gently. Everyone put the, all the women put the hand up. But sometimes lady who love to get pinned down and fucked and ravish and they go mm-hmm. hell yeah that's me <laughs> you know and all the women are like but it's a diversity and not like getting put in a box and that's why i want to bring you on as well because like you don't put people in boxes like yeah i've done this this word that word whatever it is it's like i've just explored my sexuality and allowed myself to be free and that's the crux of it like sexuality is not about this way that way this is the only way a lot of the tools that you teach all of the tools that you teach are incredibly important but i think what you said before is 
just slowing down. So just breathing and feeling. So you, you can have all of the tricks and you need them in your toolbox if you're going to be really great at sex. That's great. But you learn about them and you can do them. You can only do them if you're in touch with yourself and your partner. Like literally that's the crux of anything. And you don't even need to necessarily tell someone what you want or what you need them to do or anything like that by just slowing down the breath everything changes. So I often, I've got some sexuality playlists that I've created in Spotify and I put them on and that's what I, I create the mood. I'll send them my so way, it, guys. Yeah. Send, I, I want to hear these sexy lists. <laughs> so it actually drops people's heart rates, which drops their breathing. Uh. Because I, I, I don't personally, for whatever reason, but I've only been playing around in the tantric sexuality world for I don't know, maybe five or six years and it's great, but I often don't play with lovers that are from that scene because Mm. sometimes there's a real earnestness about it and a real, you know, needing to do things in a particular manner or using particular words and all of this kind of stuff. And I'm into humanness and realness and it's not Mm. to do with what someone knows, what they've learned, whether they've got a piece of paper from that course that they've done or whatever it is. Anyone can go there if we both meet in the middle. Yeah, it gets, it gets dogmatic. It's like, and the thing is, it gets dogmatic. Then you get stuck in your head. You can't come, you can't do this, you can't have this. It's like, what you're saying before, this is what we're teaching. We're teaching technique. Like techniques are so important. Like he's actually how to hit the G spot. Here's how to use a dildo. Here's how to like do anal correctly, whatever, whatever it may be, you know? And then yeah. here's, here's the heart behind it. So not just like, just feel into the person's body. Sometimes like, but what do I do, bro? How do I hit that G spot correctly? And how do I communicate in a way that doesn't go, that isn't like off putting to the other person and sounds like you're speaking another language from space. So that's why we say relatable, concise sexuality advice. So yeah, I feel yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is too, I think with a lot of, a lot of people, there's either fear, excitement or intensity. I mean, there is for everyone when we get into a sexual realm. So if people get nervous, they're going to start fucking shit up. So you do need to practice these skills so that you can do them when you're under pressure for want of a better word. So yeah, but again, breathing, being in touch with your body, slowing everything down, which again, for a lot of people might be terrifying. So actually being able to slow things down in all elements of your life and practicing your breathing in all elements of your life, not just when you're having sex. So it's like anything like sex, sexuality and life force penetrates every part of your life. So if you can exercise that in all parts of your life, you'll then be good at it when it's heightened or it's you're excited or, you know, maybe you're worried about performance. It just becomes something that's the natural way of being. So, and that's the other thing about sexuality. I don't feel about my sexuality that it is one facet of my life or being it permeates everything mm. and it, it basically pours out of you. And you can see when somebody is sexually alive and their life force and their juice is alive, you can literally, when they walk in a room, you know. You see and, it and you feel it. Oh. Yeah. And that's important. And it's important to get that going within yourself. And that's got nothing to do with how much sex you're having. It's got nothing to do with, you know, necessarily the quality of people that you're having sex with it's literally to do with how do you cultivate that within yourself Mm. and that's probably the most important thing if you can cultivate that endless supply of orgasmicness within yourself it's just going to overflow into other people and draw 
the kind of people that you want to have those experiences with as well. What? Yeah, that's such a great point. What have you seen over the years? Like you might have seen like people come to your um, part and play parties and they're like they might be a little bit reserved at the start and then you've seen the progression over the years. What has that been like and what do you think like the click was for them being in the environment and go, oh my God, I'm so comfortable now? Yeah, look again, it probably comes a lot down to things like conditioning. Mm. Um, so... But people can flip too. So you can see people that have been incredibly repressed and then they kind of fucking lose their shit for a while and just become so engrossed in extroverted, hardcore kind of sexuality stuff for an intensive period of time. So, look, I think a lot of it's to do with, I hate that term, but holding space. So I didn't realise, well, it's so annoying, it's so new agey. And I didn't realise I was doing it from a really young age, but by, you know, starting a kind of sex-based party at the age of, what, 26 or 27 with an older partner, there was something about the way that we held the space together. So, you know, I would always be the first one topless on the dance floor just losing myself in the music. And there's something that allows others once you show that it's okay yeah. So sure. I think that's the biggest thing is just opening the door and you being okay with it, you embodying it, you and showing how it filters throughout all of your life. And it's it sort of once, I mean, it must happen in your work as well. Like with what you do, it opens the door for other people to be okay about stuff too. But yeah, we always, we always talk about that a benevolent leadership. It's like always going first. Like sometimes the men are like, I've got to like try and like, like, why isn't she opening up? Why isn't she doing this? It's like, dude, you have been the one who's repressed and like sexually shut down. So I'm like, a lot of the guys will do this. They'll try and work on the woman first. Like, I've got to give her this experience. So then she'll like me or she'll yeah. stay around. Or I've got to give her that experience because if I do, then she'll be more open. I'm like, dude, it starts with you, man. And the thing is, it's like all personal yeah. development says that, but I make it clear because even like guys who are really into personal development and I tell them it starts with you with your sexuality. What do you like? What do you not like your sexual story? We break this stuff down start delving deeper into this stuff, give them the heart, give them the technique. Then they go, what do you actually like, man, behind closed doors when no one is fucking around? And it's like, there's no shame and guilt about that. And then it goes, I actually want to do this. And then they go, fuck. And you've been giving the people, I'm just giving people permission as you've been giving permission. You've been doing, everyone says I'm sex Jesus and doing God's work. You're actually, (laughs) you're actually the sex Jesus woman and you're doing God's work because you're allowing people to, you're doing the same work I'm doing, but you've been doing it through parties. All we're doing is giving people full permission, take away that shame and guilt and go, sexuality is okay. And it's a beautiful expression of who you are. And you know what? We're going to lead by going first. And yeah, I'm going to have my top off first. Yeah, I'm going to put weird photos on Facebook of me like doing this stuff. But it's like going, all I'm going is how much permission can I give you to be this, um, the true sexual being that you actually want to be? Because as you're saying with the breath, breathing deeper to have those feelings because the more we breathe the more we feel and the better the sex actually is and guys like fucking shut off and they go oh it's simple i'll this before i run off isadora (laughs) get where this is going so testify testify girl amen (laughs) amen i love it so you had 250 people for your party for the first one and where did it progress from there I think our biggest one, we had around a thousand people. Holy So considering we don't advertise and it's invitation only, that's not, it's just friends of friends and word of mouth. We have people fly from interstate. We've had people fly from overseas before. It's, um, 
it kind of got big. And again, it's just a testament to that thing, which I'm sure is how your business started. I didn't start the business because I wanted to make money or do a thing. I wanted to start running these parties, which still to this day after 16 years, we run it because we love it and we need it. It makes us feel good. Mm. It makes me feel good to see other people feel good. And it's just this reciprocal kind of, yeah, it's amazing. It's just it's, it's such it, elation to walk out on the dance floor, you know. It makes sense, doesn't it? And that's the thing. People are like, how did you do this? It's like, I was never meant to be in this position. It's like, the thing is, because I love this so much, it's like I can deal with all the trials and the tribulations when most people would have given up. I actually did a post about this, something similar the other day. Like, my brother, like, lended me $200 when I was already in so much debt. And I, I read go, that. I'm like, I'm still going to do this. It's like, why didn't you just give up? It's like, because I feel this yearning to do something. Mine is more like to teach and to educate. And I love sexuality. And like, now I'm like really loving being in people's lives. When I see full grown men cry and break up and go, I can actually feel when I have sex and connect with a woman. And it's like, they still do like whatever they want. They can still fuck hard, go gentle. But it's like, I'm taking away like even the dogmatic views of like some hardcore tantra schools, let's say, and like all these things about King has to be like this and the protocols, all about consent, holla. But at the same time, it's like, let's get away from all this shit of like the dogmatic rigidity around sexuality. Yes. Are you, are you poly or are you bi curious open to an experience with X? I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? No, no, I don't know what the fuck it means either. And I get into a lot of trouble, but you know, Again, you're probably like me um, in that I just, I don't, (laughs) I've never liked rules, but I don't think that we need to have rules around sexuality or how we need to speak about things. Or I've been doing this for a really fucking long time. I've been doing this since the nineties. So yeah, there might be a whole bunch of new words around this shit, right? But that's the words that they're using right now. And I find that words put people in their head and shut them the fuck down. So fuck the words. I am whatever I am on the day that I feel like I am. You know, I was practically a lesbian for a while. I was poly for a while. I was bisexual for a while. I was a swinger for a while. Does it really fucking matter? Seriously, sometimes it just depends on what side of the bed I get up. At the moment, I'm feeling like I want a monogamous, long-term, potentially marriage relationship. But, you know, I'm not going to fucking label it. That doesn't mean now I'm straight and, like, that's all that there's ever going to be. As soon as you start putting yourself in box, you you start locking yourself up. And you do, you start putting yourself in your head and I don't think you're in your body. So, yeah, I agree with you. hundred percent. And, yes, guys, if you can hear motorbikes in the background, I'm sorry, I am in Bali. So, yeah, and my microphone, I forgot to hit record on this one, but I've got record on this one. So that is completely fine. That's why I always do a double backup. But, yeah, it's so true with all, all the, like, the terminologies. And I've been saying this for so long, and that's why I believe like sexual quantum leap has taken off to where it is because it's like, fuck all that. And, you know, I piss off a lot of like – all these communities, mm. but I, do, I piss them off because I'm not playing by their rules. But then at the same time, same. I just care about the results that I get for the clients where they go, I feel free. And I go, yeah, I teach them the techniques. They, te- they learn all this shit. Like you've, you've been teaching all these women and the men the same thing. It's like just a different way. You're doing it through parties. I'm doing it through events and like an online like training modules. But at the same time, it's like they get the feeling that I'm not fucked up and I'm not broken. And I get to express the essence of who I am as a human being, which is my sexual expression, which is the reason that we're here today. That's why. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's about a freedom. I think once we start boxing things too, it's like, well, you, you can come to this course, but you can't, 
yes. because you don't understand the basic principles of this. And I get in trouble in a lot of the more new age sexuality. I'm, I'm part of a few sexuality groups on Facebook. And, you know, sometimes I'm shot down and ostracised by the majority of the group because they're taking up the new doctrines or the new words that people must use or the he, she, they, them, all of that. And I absolutely respect people's um, want or desire to do that but I also don't want it thrust upon me because it doesn't speak to me. Mm. And I, ha- and I haven't needed that classification in my life before. And I do, I, I feel that it alienates a whole large proportion of the community and my sexuality and my education and my healing around that has never been about excluding anyone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's about um, including. It, it's so good. And the thing is, you've been like full circle. You've, and the thing is, the best part is about bringing you on here. You've been through all this. You've seen the ups, the downs, like doing the dancing since you're such a young age and then like like running these parties. And you're like, what does it matter? It's like you go full circle and go, you know, I'm just, you know, please correct me. I'm like putting your words in a little bit in your mouth. But this is how I see it. Like for myself, like doesn't matter what language it is. It's like at the same time, like how do I feel when I wake up and what do I want to explore? One day I might want to do this. One day I want to do this. But it's like, am I being true to my essence of like what I actually want to do sexually and explore with the person in front of me on this day? Do I maybe want to go a bit softer? Do I want to maybe do this? Do I want to bring people in? But it's like, I don't need to identify with it. It's like, this is where I'm at in my life. And this is how I'm feeling. Let's be congruent and authentic that and be really like, let's like tune into that. Instead of getting told by a school where who gave them the power and the permission where essentially sexuality is free for everyone to explore and do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And, and, and maybe it's just because sometimes people feel confronted by that. I mean, I worked at a BDSM club called the Hellfire Club in Melbourne. Um, I'd been going there from the age of 16. I was their main, main bartender and, you know, it was pretty iconic and there was some kind of, you know, heavy BDSM stuff. Again, it's never really been for me. Um, But having said that, it's something that I'm quite interested in exploring right at this moment. So this is the thing. I never wanted to box myself. I always like to watch things, to experience things, to be around a realm where I can learn things from different people. But I've never identified with one group. I find that very limiting, Mm. particularly for my sexuality. And if my sexuality is my life force, if I put it in one area, in one box, and I'm only in the BDSM community... Well, then I've cut off all the other communities. Yeah. So that that doesn't make sense to me. I'm a tantric goddess and you can't be this. Or I'm a kinkster and doing that. It's like, hang on a second. Isn't this all about exploration? It's like, yeah, I'm me. I can do whatever I I want. I can do all of the fucking things. (laughs) (laughs) Simultaneously if I feel like it. <laughs> I, um, amen. There's so much to go into, as you can hear, guys. Like Isadora has like a wealth of experience, and we're only like literally touching the tip of the iceberg. But if you have loved this um, episode today, we can definitely bring her on some more because I know there's so much we can talk about. But what would some messages be for you for the guys? Like just like for men who are like a little bit struggling with their sexuality and they don't feel really confident in it. Like what would some advice be for that you've seen over the years that would help them be a bit more confident and more expressive? Just be you. Mm. Like, it's just, men are so beautiful in all of their different shades and types and styles, but it's not sexy when they're trying to be someone else. Yeah. So if they just tap into their own essence and breathe, whether that's being vulnerable, whether that's not really knowing what they're doing, I actually, I don't mind that. As long as they're feeling 
You can always work with that. And if a woman shames you for that, fuck them right off and don't take any of that shit on board because that is their shit. If a woman is shaming you for anything that you do with your body or in sexuality or making you feel like you need to be something that you're not, when you're being your true authentic self, just walk away and find somebody else. So, yeah, just tap into, I think you said it before too, like find out what it is that you want. And it actually, interestingly, took me a while to work out what that was too. I spent a lot of years being probably a bit more performative. Yeah. Um, and the best sex I've ever had is when I know what I want. Yeah, and it constantly and changes mean- as well. It constantly oscillates. It does. Change. Like when I say, guys, what do you want? They haven't even thought about that question. And then they go, I'm going, it's going to start here. And it's going to delve deeper over here, here, here. But as long as you're consistently congruent with that. And I like what you said. And like, it's so deep and profound what you said. Like, and it's so simplistic. Be you. And the thing is, if that woman shames you as well, because like guys like, and it's okay to be imperfect. Because guys are, I'm going to be perfect in the bedroom and perform. I go, if you want to touch on that. No, a bit, you don't. Guys get so stuck on that. Like what happens if she yep. shames me and makes me feel uncomfortable? Like, I say that all the time. Like, Fuck that woman off because you know what? If she's making she's you don't want any of that shit. shit. Yeah, get, get out. That's and she and she also needs to know that you, by you standing your ground and cutting her off is that that's not okay behavior. Yeah. Um. It's really interesting that that you brought this up. So this happened publicly on my Facebook page. So if anyone wants to have a look at it, I was a little bit shocked when it happened, but I slept with um. Uh, a man when I was probably about 18 and he was a, you know, pretty well-known um, dancer in the nightclub scene, incredibly handsome. He still is very good looking, buff, all of the things. Anyway, um, we had sex and I think he couldn't get a hard on. Um, so we, we, you know, we were still sexually intimate and we had a really beautiful time and I can't remember why it came up on my um on my timeline, but he said, I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm not too sure whether he realized that his wife could read this and pretty much everyone that he's ever gone to school with, but he goes, I really want to thank you for the way that you handled that. And I just loved him in that moment. Like, I mean, if you can't do what you think the woman needs you to do at that time, like just hold them in that, you know, it's not about, there'll be another time. Like it's not a pressure thing. And again, it might've been because he was putting pressure on himself, but yeah, just hold space for that difference and that imperfection. He's still a friend of mine to this day. That's 20 years ago. He's a great guy. He's a successful guy. He's an amazing guy. And for him to be able to acknowledge that in a public space, there was a whole heap of other guys that came on board and said, mate, it happens to the best of us. You know, we all have that moment. I think he'd had a bit of too much, you know, too much of, you know, party favours or something that he <laughs> maybe a bit too much, too much alcohol, but it happens to all of us, you know, yeah. male, female, it, it doesn't I, really matter. There, there are moments where shit happens I and that's this. what makes sex interesting and funny. Like you know, sometimes I might have a dry vag because I fucking, I don't know, I'm dehydrated and we've been up for fucking two days and I've had too much sex or something like I remember one time I had sex and it swelled up like a fucking hamburger. Like sometimes shit gets weird, but we're all humid and we have bodies and it's okay. Like the more real you are about it, the more someone is going to love you in it. So, 
yeah amazing i actually said that the other day um because everyone thinks i'm like a sex god and like i'm just perfect in the bedroom i'm like no no there was a time only recently and i even put this on a podcast about two months ago i i struggled to get it up with this chick because i put so much pressure on myself because she's like <laughs> what's going on for you and the thing is she was so accommodating and the thing is we just had a chat and then what happened it went up and a lot of guys like go oh my God, it like happens to you as well. I'm like, cause I was trying to get turned on in the mind and the thing is everyone's like, you're perfect. I'm like, I'm not perfect. I was trying to force it because I have to like take away the pressure of like me being this sex guru, whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. And, then, and then going, I'm just a normal dude who just enjoys fucking sex. And this is why I got into it. And I have to keep dropping the own bullshit on myself when people keep pumping me up all the time. Like, dude, I'm just a normal dude who enjoys sex and loves sharing this shit. And that's why guys get like, they go, I want to do stuff with you because they can hear the enthusiasm in the voice. And then when I get lost in that bullshit, like, I'm like, I'm just a normal guy. I've just got to do that. And guys like, oh, I can't get it up. Usually it's because you're stuck here. And I go, imagine yeah. this, bro. What's your favorite porn right now? You'll be able to get it up in like a minute for like in 10 seconds flat. It's not to do with like something's not working down there or your testosterone levels most of the time. It's usually- Most of the time, absolutely. It's usually your association with sexuality and you're trying to put so much pressure on yourself. So that's- Absolutely. Yeah, it's the disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, it's, it's, it's incredibly fascinating and endlessly fascinating and- yeah, once you kind of drop the bullshit or any of the the fear or the whether it's trauma or whether it's shame or any of that stuff, like every single human is different in sexuality. And it's interesting that you say that about the the sex god stuff. I have a little bit of that stuff too. So when mm. I'm on dating apps, I don't tell anyone who I am or what I do because it's literally it is every single guy that that's happened with and they've kind of known who I was, they turn up and they can't get an erection because they're petrified that I know all these things. Mm. When really, if they just thought I was some chick, they can, it's all fine. So that shows you how much the mind plays on things. It's so ridiculous. And we are, we're just normal humans. Like, like, we have bad sex. We have bad sex. We have bad sex. I know. Everyone's like, it's yeah. always good. It's always perfect. And that's why I love doing these podcasts with people, as I said, like yourself, who've been in the industries for a long time, who have a lot of sex. I'm like, we have bad sex. It's not always yeah. fucking great. But the thing is, consistently over time, you can have really great sex and be- You get better over time. Better. It's but, like yeah. anything. If you, The more you practice it, the better you get at it. It's perfect. really that simple. But you have to fuck it up sometimes too. It's not like you learn to ride a bike and you're like, oh, wow, look, I'm amazing at it. I'm so good at doing this. You fall over, you fucking break your face, you you know, you, you, you fall over on a bump. Like you've yeah. got to do some bad shit to get better at the good shit and still realise that every single day you're learning, every yeah. single day. That's what's so yeah. fascinating and endlessly awesome about this realm that we live in and work in. It's with humans and we're endlessly opening and you're, you're always learning. There's always something to learn. So yeah, just be open. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. it's like, see guys, you can hear the humility of what you, um, Isadora is saying. It's like the amount of sexual experience would like, like, Oh my God, for like so, so many people. But it's like, I always say it on podcasts. Well, I just feel like a virgin every day. Like I'm learning and exploring and this, I just, I even heard a lady for 40 years. She goes, I just feel like I'm just new every day to this because it is, it's just an exploration of like, you never know what's going to come up and guys think, Oh, you've got it all together. It's perfect. The, the, per- the perfection is in the imperfection of like, I'm giving myself to play and explore. And that moment where I couldn't get it up, I go, dude, I'm here to play, explore and be messy. 
let's fucking fuck all this other stuff up. And that's when I had the most amazing experience because I gave myself that permission again. So yeah, I feel you. Is there any parting <laughs> words that you would like to say before we wrap up today? I know there's so many you could say. So many I could say, but yeah, just be playful, be playful in your experience. And erotic innocence is a term that I really enjoy and I find a lot of fun in that. If you can tap into that really, that really kind of flirty opening, it's sort of the non-push energy of sexuality. It's like what makes you excited, whether it's music, whether it's dance, whether it's like just, you know, little tingling hands up and down your leg, like just be playful in your sexuality and don't put pressure on yourself and, um, yeah, enjoy. Isadora, I just want to say you are absolutely amazing and it's, it's been such a blast. I think we'll definitely get you on for sure again because I want to talk about so many more topics and I know we're scratching. Well, we haven't, we haven't talked about that time I was the model as a, as a, you know, at a squirt shop. So, you know. What? No, you told me that at the end of the interview. Come on. Because we're going to do round two. We're going to round, do round two, two, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> round two. The thing is, we get a lot of ladies listen to this now, so it's super fun. So, in that being said, is there a way that people can contact you and reach out to you if they just want to say hey and like um, check out more about what you're doing? Yeah, sure. So it, they can go to the Per website, which is perpurr.net.au, or they can check me out on social media. I'm Isadora Van Camp. And um, yeah, I'm friends with Andrew on social media, so you can probably find me through there. Yeah, as guys, I went to a per party. I got um, very kindly um, invited. I can't believe it's nearly the end of the year, like the um, New Year's Eve party. And it was just beautiful the way you set it up. It's like all the people having a great night and like the production quality of the dances and the entertainment and everything like that. So Isadora, guys, definitely check her out. And if you can't find Isadora for whatever reason, just let me know if you want me to put you in contact with her because she's one of the most amazing human beings with her heart. And just like she's doing the exact same work I'm doing just with the parties and just the love that she's spreading with the world. So I just want to say thank you so much for being there. And guys, if you can't find Isadora, hit me up, as I said, or you can go um, contact me at sexualquantumleap.com. Send me an email there and give us an update, like what you thought about this um, episode. We'd love to hear the feedback because we just we just love doing this. It's That's why we keep doing what this. It's because it's from our heart. And I appreciate you for being here. And thanks again, Isadora. Thanks for having me, Andrew. It was beautiful. Awesome.